0: The NRL season upon us. What better way to start Sports Fan Radio's podcasts for 2023 than with Paul Delegans' NRL 2023 season preview? And my questions that I hope you'll answer during your preview are Can Penrith th- 3 Pete? And will the Dolphins win the wooden spoon? It's over to you, my friend.
1: Uh, no, no, so I'll uh, reject both of those questions to kick it off, uh, Professor, but we're quite uh, proud in our teams today. I can lift it up there. No. <laughs> I'm not suggesting that optimists, I'm just proud fan, that's all. Um, but we don't have to check our Chinese lunar calendar, which will tell you it is the year of the rabbit. Um, and I won't start towards the top of the uh, the tree, Professor. I'll, uh, I'll start where you like, right down the bottom. And I can say to you, we're going to have an angry fan about this and you know who it's going to be, our man, Kevin Yap. Um, I have got <laughs> the Dragons coming last. So the, the bookies have them at 51 to one to win it all. I wouldn't put 51 cents on that, Professor, uh, even if I found it on the street. Um, and they've got the Dolphins at $81 to win it all. Neither will win it all, but I just think there's enough with the Wayne Bennett factor for the Dolphins to be better than expected. I'm not saying they're going to be world beaters, but I just think there's enough buzz and they'll they'll have enough there. They're adding some quality players there at the Dolphins. I think that the strategy is, and I think we mentioned it last week or last time I was on, is they're going to have an enormous war chest for next season. So their second season, and a lot of quality players are coming off market in 2023, perhaps a few less though in the last week, which we'll talk about. But... I think the Dragons are a rabble. Anthony Griffin, the coach, will be the first coach sacked. You can put your super on that. Uh, when you've got awards nights and two or three players turn up, that's someone who's lost the dressing room. When you can't even get... Imagine a Carlton Best and Fairest and there's three players there, you know, even when they were struggling. So I, I can't remember a team in more disarray and trouble than the Dragons are now, ever.
0: Paul, I saw during the week a quote that uh, from one of the NRL scribes that the Dragons should play their matches in 2023 in a car park.
1: Yeah, well, that's that's right, and maybe um, Paul Vaughan could do the catering, but uh, no, he's gone now. Of course, weekend at Vaughan is in the middle of COVID. That um, they really are bad, and it's it's tragedy because I grew up near that area. It's a brilliant rugby league area. It's they've won the most flags, I think, or or just second to the. Rabbitohs. It's sad to see such a good team. You've got to compare them to almost like a Collingwood, I'd say, just really struggling. I guess a lot of people might not mind that, but uh, the Dragons. Everyone wants to see them improve, and it would only hurt Dragons fans even more without giving it away about how high the Sharks are rated because they're they're big opponents, and uh, you can Sharks have shown you what a team on the up can look like. The Dragons. Desperately needed a new coach because that coach lost the dressing room. Uh, and we'll have a look and, and the results will be in the, uh, the proof will be in the pudding with the your dogs. But they landed the hottest coach in the game in Cameron Sorraldo, the assistant from the Panthers. And that is going to be a massive part of what the dogs do this year. I'm going to try and get myself up there to a game at the Dolphins uh, Stadium. I don't think there's many more beautiful parts of Australia than where those Dolphins will play their games. And it's a great place to live. It would be great as a player to have Wayne Bennett as your coach. They are on the up. Uh, he hasn't landed the massive marquee player, but I think he's playing it smart. He's building up, and they're not that they're going to th- go through the motions this year. I just think that um, it won't be a great year for them, but that's not going to be too bad. And I I don't want to bring up AFL teams, but they're not going to be as bad as when GWS started. They're losing by 150. It, I can promise you. It will not be that bad. Um, can I just ask a question with the Dolphins
0: apropos uh, Tasmania because the AFL is having all sorts of problems getting Tasmania up and running. And the Dolphins seem to have just done it quietly, which seems to be the NRL way. We look at the women's NRL, but they've done it quietly, got the super coach up there.
1: um, And what you're saying is that, well, they won't be competitive first year, but you've got some high hopes for them Um, has
0: the NRL paid a squillion dollars to get them up there and to build a stadium around them? Not at all. The
1: the opposite. I think Wayne Bennett's a bit annoyed. He didn't get more help, Uh, much like the Giants. They certainly haven't been given that opening because if, if, and you cannot tell me that some of those players that went to the Suns and the Giants, that wasn't AFL influenced. So the fact that Wayne Bennett has struggled to land a marquee player shows you there's not anyone pulling the strings to try and, Oh what a surprise! They've just landed a marquee player. He has been very smart though. He's landed Herbie Farnworth, who was a superstar of the World Cup from the Broncos. He's been picking off that Broncos team like an apple picker. Um, and he's also got his eye on Thomas Fleagle, who's a very good forward. But can I tell you where I, he means business? Is Anthony Milford? We know how important the halves are. Anthony Milford is on close to a million dollars a year. He was, I think, it's being funded by his former club. He's going to be benched. So. The superstar half that he's got, he's got a young player that's only come through the ranks very young and he's playing in the sixth jersey for the for round one. So he means Paul, business. Paul, is it the fact that they missed out on Munster, you know, that there's been this low-key recruiting and now they've changed their policy to wait until next year to try to get a name? Because they yeah. seem to be going all out to get Munster as their first marquee type player. That that's what the plan was. And they just didn't didn't get that player that they wanted. But you, you've got to understand there's still a lot of good players there. They've they've signed the fastest player in the game, perhaps up there with Adokar the hammer, Tabuai Fido at the back. They've got Jermaine Osaka who's a gun player. Um, Sean O'Sullivan is a very good game manager. They've bought half of or two-thirds of the storm forward pack. And we know that any any player that's come out of the Storm Factory is going to know their game and play well. Um, he's got Tom Gilbert from the Cowboys, one of the most promising forwards placed to origin. Ray Stone from the Eels is a footballer's footballer, if you know that saying. I, I think they're going to be actually quite surprising. And it's Isaiah Katoa who's the player to watch. He'll be partnering Sean O'Sullivan in the Haas. That won't be causing opposing teams to lose sleep like you're coming up against... Um, nathan cleary but you've got to start somewhere and again without bringing gws and the sons into this they're going to be competitive
0: they, d- they did get uh nichols from your rabbit too
1: yes he's got a head like a robber's dog but he, he certainly can play the game he's a, a, a just a good solid club man and you need those card horses just to get the yards done and he's also got jeremy marshall king from your dogs professor so There's enough there. I'm not going to say that they're going to finish much higher up the ladder, but they're going to be entertaining to watch and people will almost adopt them as their second team, I think. They'll really be fun to watch. And with Wayne Bennett there, grumpy in the box, who could do anything, but what he can do is win football games.
0: All right, Paul, 15?
1: 15 of the Warriors, unfortunately. um, I, I hate to see teams like this with such a big market and such a big potential to climb into the... All Blacks fanaticism over there. Everyone would love to see the Warriors do better, and particularly given the sacrifices that team made, the game would not have continued if the Warriors didn't agree to relocate to Australia. There were some players who hadn't seen their family for a couple of years just to make rugby league work. Now, that that is a gesture that I don't think is widely recognised enough amongst the NRL, but it has set them back a bit. They've got a a new coach in who I've got to tell you I hadn't really heard of um, and I just don't think they've got the staff power to challenge the rest of the competition.
0: They'll certainly go a bit better though, Paul, given that they've, for the first time for a number of seasons due to COVID, they'll have a proper home and away uh, Yes. be playing their home games actually in New Zealand.
1: That's right, but I, I just, it's a credit to the competition. I look at the teams above them and I was working out how I could put them higher, but I, I just can't put them above the teams that I'll, I'll run through. I mean, they've, they've got a pretty good team. Sean Johnson's getting on a bit. That would be the worry at seven. Luke Metcalf. Have you heard of him, Professor Luke Metcalf? No, I haven't. Well, there's their 5'8". So there's there's an old dog who's got probably a year or two left. The hooker's Wade Egan. Have you heard of him? No. No. So you're going through the spine and you can't pick a bone out for me. So... You can't do C four, C five, or C three, and Tamari Martin at the back. He's a freakish player, but yeah. So they, there's not the talent that I'm looking at in their starting lineup to go any higher. I'm sorry in the in the ladder.
0: Who you got next, Paul?
1: I have got the Newcastle Knights, who had a pretty terrible off season. Their season will revolve around one man, and that's Kalen Ponga. He had some unfortunate medical issues in the off season, where he got caught in a cubicle with a friend who was just helping him out because he was feeling sick. We've all been there. It's nice to have mates who come in when you're vomiting just to make sure you're okay. But there might have been a bit more to that story, perhaps. If you um, read between the lines, it's a very bad uh, pun there. But, uh, yeah, so Kalen Ponga certainly got in a bit of trouble in the off-season. He doesn't seem committed enough for my liking to to make them go any higher. I'm not massive on that coach. I'm sorry. I just don't think that he is a great coach, Adam O'Brien, He could be on the hot seat probably second after the Dragons coach if they have a stinker of a year. Uh,
0: They lost David Clemmer, but I wouldn't call that a loss given uh, how he was at the end of last season. He seemed more like a loose cannon.
1: Yes, and I've got to say as well, one of the biggest uh, recent moves is a guy called Dominic Young, and he's on a wing for the Knights. He's two metres tall and he's 110 kilograms. Try stopping that. And in the World Cup for England, not many teams could. Uh, He was courted by many clubs and the Roosters have signed him. They want him now. Now, they'd have to come up with a very, very juicy offer to the Knights to let him go. Uh, They want him as part of their season. And if they get him now, uh, watch out. The Roosters are going to be pretty much unstoppable. They've got some talent there. You've got Dane Gagai can still play. Bradman Best will probably break into Origin sooner rather than later. You just look at that team, though. They're not going to go any higher and not with that coach. I'm sorry. As much as I love the Newcastle area and I'd love them like New Zealand to go well, I can't see it happening. At 13? 13. 13 is the Gold Coast Titans. There was a great movie once, Remember the Titans. I'd like to remember when the Titans actually had a good team, but there's enough talent and excitement there for them to make a bit of a buzz. We'd all love a sporting team to do well on the Gold Coast, but I just I'm not massive on that coach either. And I think this game has become so advanced and so technical and so strategic, I just don't think you can, um, you can manage unless your coach is, uh, is a master tactician and he's not. I'm sorry. So I think that would be the third in line if, if you want to rank the hot seat coaches, Holbrook at the, uh, the Titans. I'd love to see them do well, but I, I just can't see them doing it. They will be boosted, though, by Kieran Foran, who has come from the Seagulls. He is a footballer's footballer, if I've ever seen one. And a player from the Roosters factory, which I rate almost as high as the Storm factory, is Sam Beryls. So th- those two are going to be good. They'll make them a better team than they were last year. Bookie still have them at 41, though, to win it all. I, I can't place them any higher than that, with that coach.
0: The tale of the story, though, for the Titans will be the first two rounds, won't they, when it, Paul? Because they play, the, they play the Tigers and the Dragons. If they lose both of those, they're certainly going to be in trouble.
1: They will be. And and that's there'll be pressure will be on them because they'll be expected to win those games. They've got a well, I'm looking at their spine, they've got a guy I haven't heard of, I'm sorry, Tanner Boyd playing seven. So you, you tell me your last good team without a good halfback. So he could be a freak, but I, I don't know much about him. Verrills, as I said at nine, he'll be useful. They've got David Fafita on his day, he can do anything. I really rate the captain, Tino Fasimalui. Um and AJ Brimson at the back would be pushing origin selection if he hasn't already um, been on their radar. So, but I just can't put them any higher than that.
0: Okay, number 12.
1: 12 is uh, probably the second most exciting team in terms of developments over the offseason after your dogs, West Tigers. And they've added a guy who I've always seen as a mental level genius, the man who sits in the change room and sells Rubik's Cubes. Couldn't happen too often in many footy change rooms, Benji Marshall who's a strategic genius and they've brought back Tim Sheens. So I'm trying to find an AFL analogy for you, but Tim Sheens was, was certainly instrumental when the Tigers last won the competition quite a few years back. Many say he's too old for it and that's why they've got a development plan in place for Benji to take over. Uh, let's hope it goes better than the Collingwood uh, succession plan with um moldhouse and Buckley but it, it's similar in terms of age and dynamic of those two very similar in terms of talent of the player coming in and then the old the old coach but in this case it's not going to be a, a forced handover it's it's going to be put in place they've got um, they've got quite a bit of talent the tigers I'm looking forward to watching them this year they're going to be very entertaining.
0: So Cuda you you'd see the funny side of this perhaps Sheen's and Benji Marshall are the one two punch
2: yeah the one-two punch uh professor we've seen that work very successfully before haven't we and uh when they start talking themselves up but uh, we know how it ends so yeah that team he is old he's old uh he has been paul he's been out of the system hasn't he, he hasn't been yeah. coaching for the last few years uh so it might take him some time but they're bringing in the succession plan which seems to have worked quite well with the afl so I think it's an interesting one to, to watch. Obviously, um, uh, the halfback at uh, P- Parramatta turned down significant money to join uh, West Tigers and stay at Parramatta. So, yeah, they're an interesting watch. I think Paul recruited, obviously, quite hard. But we saw the program last year, Michael Maguire, and the show that uh, uh, brought the F-bomb to be normal language. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it'd be hard. I think it would be an interesting watch for them. The, the one with the Gold Coast, uh, Paul, is that Dexton um, is a young player that I think is going to play at six this year.
1: Yeah, possibly, yeah.
2: A- and he had an up and down season at uh, at Gold Coast. So I think if he's able to play a bit better or a bit more consistent, that um, yeah. they could be higher placed.
1: the thing with the Tigers, people are a bit surprised because they would have had too many players to fit into the spine. At six, Adam Dewey is a freak of a player. A big build, but he's also got a lot of skills. Seven is Luke Brooks, who wouldn't be moved. Um, The main thing for the Tigers, they've brought in Corosau. And I've said this on the show many times when um, Craig Bellamy said Cameron Smith's the best coach at the Storm. The reason is he's out on the field pretty much running the show. And that's what you'll find with Corosau. He thinks two or three plays ahead. He's an absolute genius, and that's one of the reasons, without giving it away, why I've ranked the Panthers a bit higher, a bit lower. They've lost their general, their on-field general, and they've got Dane Laurie at the back, who's a gun gun fullback. So if if they did manage to get Mitchell Moses, I, I don't – you would have had to let Adam Dewey go, which would have been a tragedy, I'd say, or Dane Laurie, or move one of those guys to the back. So I can't see them getting any higher than 12th, but that's still not a bad ranking.
0: All right, number 11, Paul. Well, this is
1: where uh, Schooner might throw down his schooner. Um, I've put Manly there. I'm sorry. There's, there's two big queries here. Anthony Siebold, which was an eyebrow-raising decision to appoint him as coach, given that I think the reason he won with the Rabbitohs, he arrived with a very good team. Um, sorry, he, sorry, he's terrible at the Rabbitohs. With the Broncos, though, he, was, he lost the dressing room. Mm. So, um, and then you've got the main thing. They've got one good player, one very good player is Tommy Turbo, and he is, I think, unfortunately, close to retirement. They've sent him off to that guru in America to get his hamstrings fixed. But um, if he if he's out, Manly will not make the eight. It's simple as that. It's, it, it's just I've never seen a team so reliant on one player. Uh, and, it's, it's hard to watch,
2: Paul, isn't it? Um, every time he gets the ball, you're not sure. Like, it's either going to be brilliance or um, it's, it's soft tissue, which... Um, He's generally a player that you actually go to the game to watch.
1: Yeah, without trumpet blowing. Uh, that time that I tipped him to score three in that state of origin, and he did, um, I obviously enjoyed it financially, but uh, I, I just love watching the guy play because he's just, he is electric and he looks like he's running at a different speed to everyone else, probably because he is. Uh, he's just lightning and also has a great uh, physique for rugby league. He's got a great awareness of the game, but he unfortunately can't get over his hamstring injuries. So. I'm just looking at their team now. I mean, you've got Josh Schuster, who's going to be the world's biggest half. He'd be 110 kilos, Josh Schuster. He's playing at six. So that's a massive, massive gamble. The kid's got skills, but there are too many question marks. Sorry, Schooner.
0: All right. He was going to call in this afternoon, so I might duck the discussion of NRL with him, Paul. Who who have you got at number 10?
1: Number 10 are the much-talked-about Brisbane Broncos. Uh, What I do have to say in my 40-plus years of watching rugby league, rarely if ever have I seen players come out and have a crack at the coach one of them came out and said that Adam Reynolds is a better coach than the man who actually coaches them so they've just got to pull their head in Sylvan Cobo said something on a podcast I don't know why these players think they can go on these podcasts and just say things like this I mean when when you're saying he's not a great coach I think in, in as many words it's just disrespectful you just don't do it it's very similar in terms of respect to Brandon Smith saying I can't wait to win a premiership with the Roosters when he's at the Storm. Yeah, I, I just I, I can't see them getting any higher, but they do have a very good team in Adam Reynolds. They've got Carrigan and Payne Haas in the forward pack and a city of millions cheering them on. Um, but I, I just don't think they'll make the eight when I look at who's above them.
2: Paul, I think this podcast uh, or the honesty in podcasts and Professor would know better than me, started in the, the land of the of America with a Draymond Green who just says what he wants, I, I'm staggered at some of the comments. Look, the Selwyn Cobbo and and these sorts of ones where they get on and they just and I see Selwyn's now had a crack at. Uh, I'm not sure you'll talk about it later on. Um,
1: uh, Jerome Roy at the Penrith Panthers. Yeah, he's got a bit of uh, bit of mouth on him. Um, I, I just think he's got to zip it and just get on with it. Um, they missed the finals last year, so perhaps get up and about on the mouth. Uh, when you've actually done something um but they they have added reese walsh at the back who's a freak of a player but he's just been too unpredictable there's a lot of uncertainty though because the dolphins have signed herbie farnworth um their center so it's never good when you've got players fronting up and you're knowing they're departing so i i just <laughs> there's a man at six i i can't see them getting any higher i'm sorry than 10.
0: They're in the Ate for most of 2022, Paul, and fell out right at the end of the season. If they start badly, might that be the end for Kevin Walters?
1: It it may well be. There's there's too many people involved, too much power there. They're thoroughbred, I think they call themselves, the owners. Thoroughbreds, uh, there's a lot of money there. He's a favourite son of the Broncos, but there's got to be where there's smoke, there's fire. When you've got players sure they're out of order, But if he's a good coach, I don't think you'd have players saying that. I couldn't imagine anyone saying that about Craig Bellamy. All
0: right, Paul, who's going to be the unlucky ninth team?
1: Our nation's capital, I'll turn to there, uh, the Canberra Raiders. Uh, They finished the season amazingly well last year, um, but I just can't see them replicating it this year, Professor, unfortunately. For all of Ricky Stewart's uh, theatrics, I just can't see it um, happening, unfortunately, this year. But that's only because the eight above them, I think uh, I can't take any of them out of there. That, that's, um, it.
0: that's even after their ability to beat the Storm in uh, the finals.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. But I'm looking at their lineup. I mean, you've got Matt Tomoko, another one I'd be surprised you heard of in the centres. <laughs> Harley Smith Shields on the wing. I'm sure they're good players, but they're just not the calibre of, of the teams that are above them. Danny Levi at nine, who's a Knights cast-off. So I, I just... I can't see that they're going to finish any higher, I'm sorry, than nine, Then they may struggle to get to that point.
0: Okay, we're into the top eight. This is what everybody wants to listen to.
1: We've got uh, North Queensland, I think, will come eighth. They surprised a lot of people last year finishing top four, but I just think they well, they lost um, the, one of the most exciting players in the game, uh, the hammer, feeder to the Dolphins. They've got Drinkwater at the back. Uh, One of the best surnames in rugby league. Uh, And they've also got, I have a dream, Valentine Holmes. But they're very thin outside those guys at the back. So they might not have the depth if they get any injuries at the back. They've got a lot of home support, but I I just can't see them finishing higher than eight this year.
0: And at seven?
1: Seven, we've got uh, the very shirt you're wearing there, Professor. The most exciting team in the off-season. But Phil Gould, I'm looking at looking very trim, very happy with himself as he should be because you've become a team that players want to play at and the signings show that. You've got big money from a pub baron who's funding it all. You've got the hottest coach in the game, Cameron Serrado, and Matt Burton would be one of the most exciting players getting around. Reed Marnie uh, at nine. When I put my um, super low, what's it called, the fantasy team together, I want a lot of dogs in there, and I can't remember when I last wanted a lot of Canterbury Dogs players in my super coach team. So I, I think you'll get into seven.
0: So plenty to look forward to for Bulldogs fans.
1: There is, and I think it's it's only going to be on the up. You've got to remember it's his first year as coach, um, Cameron Serrado. but let's see what happens. Number six, I've got Parramatta. Uh, re-signing uh, Mitchell Moses and Dylan Brown's enormous, but they've had quite a few players leave. I think, um, sorry for the Eels fans out there, I think their window, I won't say has slammed shut, but I just can't see them getting any higher than that. Um, Massive, though, the the re-signing of Moses and Brown. Um, He was being offered literally millions more, Mitchell Moses, to go to the Tigers. So that's, that's a real show of faith in the team.
0: Paul, their first five games is something out of nightmares. Storm, Sharks, Sea Eagles, Panthers, Roosters.
1: That's, well, that's, that's they've got to come overcome that. That's going to, that's a cauldron of hell, that is. Uh, so they, that's going to test them out. They made their first grand final last year in 13 years, but it's been a while. And just worried about some of the depth outside of those players I've mentioned. Um, they've lost a fair bit of talent in the forwards. They're going to lose a few players as well in, in, in those, those matches. The injuries could, could really get them. All right, at number five. Number five, one of the teams I love watching the most uh, is the Sharks, and Nico Hines is going to be enormous. You've got Craig Fitzgibbon who's proven to be a revelation as opposed to some coaches who come from setups where they've been a reserve coach, assistant coach for many years. I think that they're going to be a great team this year, but I just don't think they'll quite make the top four given the talent above them. But they'll be very exciting to watch. It won't shock me if they finish top four.
0: Okay, number four.
1: Number four, we've got uh, Melbourne Storm, and apologies to local fans, but uh, most of the forward pack's gone. It's still a pretty good lineup, uh, the Storm, but uh, I just think that might affect them. Um, what I think will lift them, though, is this could be Craig Bellamy's year, but no-one knows. Even people I know at the Storm don't even know if he's coming back for another year. If it is going to be his final year, I'd probably elevate them. They have a habit of winning when players like uh, Cooper Cronk Cameron Smith are departing. And I'm sure the man who put it all together, if he is leaving, you might find that they've suddenly become favorites and may win it all. all
2: but right, I just Paul, can't I think put
1: them any higher given the teams that are left above them. One of the big issues the Storm's got um
2: is that they've lost a significant amount of their pack. Admittedly, some of those were getting towards the, the end of their careers, the Bromic Brothers, uh Cafusi, uh, but they certainly added the that experience and grunt. Um And the other issue with the Storm is that they've also lost Pappenhausen for probably the first six to eight weeks. Plus, in the trial game, if you think their uh, forward stocks weren't uh, low enough already, they lost uh, Kamakamika. So, again, you're right, Fellamy has this knack of getting players to lift and uh, some of the recruits he's brought in uh, over this year and the last year have been excellent. Um, and there's a young fullback that uh, we might just keep our eye on as well.
1: That's right. And I also think that the choice of Christian Welch as captain is good. It's interesting. I think the last, uh, all the, co- oh, I think all the storm captains have been um, forwards. So whether it's they're physically imposing, but I saw him speak at a function. He was very impressive, uh, Christian Welch. He seems to be respected by the team and he's got the year of Craig Bellamy. And I think it's a very good choice, but Pappenhausen out it's going to be a challenge. I think Olam was hurt as well recently. wasn't So it's going to test their depth. And if, if they, I don't know if you've got the schedule there, Professor, but if they've got some tough games to start, it's not going to be a, an easy start to the well, year. They're going to have to come home.
2: Parramatta Thursday night to open the season, Paul's a pretty
1: hard start. Well, there you go. So, and Parramatta will be up and about given they've re-signed uh, Mitchell Moses. So I, I did look at the odds for that storm outsiders for that, I think from memory, or it's very close in the betting. I, I think that's going to be a real challenge for them that game.
2: Uh, Paul, have the Storm haven't lost a round one under Bellamy, have they?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, I think it's the uh, the Roosters that lose the first game. That's happened. So it's an anomaly. But, yeah, the, the, that's quite interesting given how hard Bellamy works them in the off-season. That perhaps that's like tapering, getting them ready for round one. So that will be a cracking match to start the season. Wow. That that will be just brilliant to watch next Thursday.
0: All right, Paul. Uh, Three teams to go, the Panthers, the Rabbitohs and the Roosters. Who's at number
2: three?
1: Yeah, well, unfortunately for Panthers fans, uh, and I probably will have an egg on my face saying this, but I don't think they'll make the grand final, the Panthers. I think that losing their on-field general, their Napoleon and and the man who puts it all together and lays the platform for Nathan Cleary, that's going to be a big loss, a big loss. And Kikau's gone as well to your dogs. I don't think you can overestimate the importance that he had, but they're just, I'm not predicting they're going to have a bad year. Third is not bad, but it's not as good as the two teams I've got above them.
0: And at number two,
1: number two are the roosters. So I like the combination of Walker and Keary in the halves. I think if they do win it, it could be a tribute to Jared Waria Hargraves, who's leaving at the end of the year. He's as rooster as they come. And, We've seen it many times that teams lift when someone like that's departing. They've added Brandon Smith, and that's why I've got them in the grand final. Uh, for all his flaws, character-wise, perhaps, I still think he's a freak of a player. And you don't make it under Trent Robinson unless you've got the skills. So I think he's dropped a lot. It's interesting that you'd have to leave Craig Bellamy to drop all the, the larrikin stuff. But Trent Robinson is pretty hard and he apparently is becoming one of his favourite players. So just watch this space. Brandon Smith could have a year that would make Storm fans turn purple, excuse the, fun, uh, the pun, because uh, you may wonder why he didn't turn that on for us in Melbourne.
2: Paul, um, Brandon Smith played at nine with Harry Grant. So Harry Grant would come off the bench after, say, 20 minutes, and then yep. Brandon Smith would revert to the lock or that 13 position. Yep. Yep. Well, at the Roosters, how does that fit? Because obviously they lost Verils, who I thought had an excellent
1: season. Um, I did, class play.
2: And I'm not sure that Brandon Smith is a hooker, a, a genuine hooker. So how does that fit in with the Roosters?
1: Well, I think you have finally He's been working on it and one of the best tacticians in the game in uh, Trent Robinson. So they would have been working closely with him and and with those halves as well, that's quite a scary proposition and a guy called Tedesco at the back who can play a bit. That is one spine and a half. So I think when you've got that sort of spine assisting you, it's quite a supporting cast. And uh, you haven't mentioned the big winger who is in the papers at the moment for, uh, for contract, but he's only going to get better, you would think, Paul. Joseph Sawali, you've also got an, uh, an emotional... Uh, departure from the game, um, Angus Crichton, diagnosed with bipolar. So uh, there's going to be a, a, a team lifting for him and just show him that we've got your back. Uh, I, I just think they're a massive chance, as much as a Rabidos fan hates saying that, the Roosters are going to be something special this year.
2: Well, how can you hate saying that when you're about to unveil your number one team? <laughs> well, that's why <laughs> right, I don't
1: mind talking them up because <laughs> the only team I think that will beat them... and. One and a half billion Chinese can't be wrong. It's the year of the rabbit. So uh, I, I think that we're going to win the comp this year. And I hate saying that in some ways, but I'll say it. We've lost four prelims in five years. And the last three with a team called the Panthers. So if the Panthers are dropping off, it only makes sense if we can maintain our standards and our excellent performances of the last few years. All we need is Panthers to drop off and we go to the cream of the crop uh, Lachlan Ilias I had question marks About him But he's due a big year You've got Cody Walker At six um, Latrell Mitchell Could win the M Player of the Year Very I think a big chance And then Damien Cook At nine Has been re-signed That's a spine and a half And then you've got Some gun forwards On the up Callum Matungi Will, will break into the origin This year uh, I, I just think It's going to be The year of the rabbit All round And that's uh, With a big nod To the Chinese
2: and Paul, what's uh, what sort of resolution are you going to say if they do win the premiership? Um, are we going to expect the uh, the Minties top to dive into the Yarra River or uh, go scootering at three a.m. in the morning, or what? what well, we I predict? once
1: said I'd do that if we actually won a game in Melbourne, um, and and let alone win the premiership. So let me work on that. It's probably it'll get more outlandish if we're less chance of winning it. <laughs> I, I just think, and remember, keep in mind, our coach has only been there a year after a guy called Wayne Bennett was there, so I just think everything's aligning at Rabbitoh's Town.
0: Okay, Paul, the, the true test, we'll know in about six weeks' time how well your choice for number one's tracking, because let me just read your first five matches. Sharks, Panthers, Roosters, Sea Eagles, Storm. Wow. Yeah. So I think in six weeks' time, we'll see
1: how that's tracking. We will. So I could have red and green egg on my face uh, or I (laughs) could a this. So it's quite a schedule. Uh, Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, Well done, Paul. I've got two without uh, notice questions. Number one, who's going to win the Dalli M? Long-range prediction?
1: I think Latrell Mitchell perhaps or even, yeah, I I think Latrell Mitchell. Um,
0: Rabideau's double.
1: Yeah. Or... Uh, actually, no, no, I think Nico Hines will go back-to-back. I, I this, See, Nico Hines stars because he's the best player in that team by a mile. Latrell Mitchell's one of many great players. So I, I think Nico Hines, I can't see why he won't go back-to-back.
0: Okay, and top try scorer for the season?
1: Well, that's a tough one. Um,
0: Josh Adokar, Josh Adokar.
1: It's not going to be turbo. He won't be on the field enough. You can't score a try from the sidelines or in Texas with your rehab experts, so... I'll give you Ado. He's he's going to have a massive year, and your dogs are going to be great to watch, Professor.
0: All right. Well, we'll put all that now into a sealed box and bring it out at the end of the season and see how well you went.
2: That's uh, it. Professor, the last one on it is that Paul mentioned uh, Nico Hines. Now, obviously, we were very lucky at the Storm to have him play for us for several years, and I think everyone knew what a talent he was. But I think the talent is matched by him as a person and his personality and his qualities. And yep. he's a wonderful promotion for rugby league, uh, the Indigenous players. And I think if, again, Paul, we talk about going to watch players and, and watching like people that we want to, Nico Hines would be in the top handful of players that you actually go to watch uh, in rugby yep. league. And the fact that he's now come out of his shell a little bit and has accepted somewhat of a leadership role I think we'll yep. just continue to see him blossom.
1: Yeah, he had a pretty troubled upbringing. He was quite reserved, and great mates of him, great mates of his will say after a loss he, he doesn't barely speak for a few days. That's how competitive it is. But that that's the top players are that competitive. I mean, they said about Thurston, he won't let you beat him up the stairs. That's how competitive they are. You, you could walk through one of those revolving doors ahead of him, and he'd come out in front of you apparently Thurston. so that that's how competitive these top guys are. And Nico Hines has got that mentality. But as you say as well, he's, he's all class, playing and off the field. He, he is a real role model for so many people and you could not hold it against the Sharks if they won on the back of his having a great year. Professor, the uh, second most uh, insincere comment in, in sport is when a player hits the net and it rolls in and I say, oh, sorry, mate. The most
2: insincere uh, comment is Paul Dulligan saying, I hate saying the Panthers will win the Premiership. You can't get the smile off his face. Rabideaus, Rabbit.
0: Rabideaus. Uh, All right, gentlemen. Well, thanks very much, Paul. Really appreciate uh, the time you put into mm. giving us that preview. Thanks for listening to the Sports Fan Radio podcast. If you like what you've been listening to, check out our Season 1 podcasts or try the Sports Fan Radio YouTube channel.